Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sarcasm Speaks. Jared and Bob, we got Jones with us tonight, making a return. I feel like it's been too long. Um, it's definitely been a while. But I think you're, uh, I don't know. I've, we've I've said it before. You're probably the most frequented guest. But uh, nice to have you back. And I think Bob has something he wants to kick us off with. Yep. No, I'm just going to get right into this because if I use it as my final thought, we'll be here all fucking night. So I played Great Horse yesterday in a U.S. mid-am qualifier. So if anyone wants what to know what that fucking means in English, uh, you have to be over 25, you have to be an amateur golfer, and it's the whole country. So the U.S. Mid-Am itself, if you win that, so you have to do like 36 holes of qualifying and then 64-person bracket and you got to win matches, whatever. You win that. You get into next year's Masters, next year's U.S. Open, next year's USAM. So that's the event that Matt Parziali, if anyone's familiar with the firefighter from Brockton, that won in 2017, and he played in all these things in 2018. Now, I signed up for this because I was eligible. So I met the criteria, handicap, age, whatever. I am fully qualified to be there. That being said, I'm not nearly good enough to get through. And I knew that. I knew that before the T-sheet came out. I knew that before I saw who was there. I knew that before I played yesterday. I've known this since I registered. I am not good enough to get through qualifying. I am not good enough to then be in the event and qualify or make match play or any of that. Not even remotely close to good enough. So knew all that beforehand. Why I signed up was Great Horse is a place that I didn't know how else I would get access to it. So I know a few people who have played. They said it's cool, it's nice, it's this, it's that. Um, There's a helicopter pad. So I was like, you know what? I'll sign up. It doesn't matter that I'm not going to qualify. It's okay. Like Even if I shoot my best, it's not going to be good enough. And I know that. I'm going to get two rounds of golf practice round and regular rounds at this place. And um, I'll do that. So, you know, I'm talking to some people and I'm asking them, I'm like, what is it? Like, what's the deal there? What's the deal with this place? Have you played? Have you not played? And everyone's like, oh, I hear it's this. I hear it's that. I hear this. And some of the things that I was told before I got out there, I was told that there are cabins and cottages for rent that are right on the golf course. That is accurate. The golf course bought um, cabins and cottages and members can rent them and they're right there. It's like a, it's a kind of a different deal. Like not every place has that. So um, like can only, only members can rent them. I think so. Cause it's member only course. seems odd that like, Hey, you're a member at this club. Do you so, want to stay at a cabin on the golf course so one thing that this place does do a lot of is national memberships so if you live outside of 50 miles okay that makes more sense yeah so like, you can actually stay there okay. yes now Which I is, get it. With the other thing too is it's in wilbraham or uh, hamden wilbraham line yeah so it's on the way to springfield it's not quite in springfield 50 miles brings wilbraham you- that's where friendlies was invented 
You know, everyone told me that. I didn't see the sign. Um, <laughs> so if you live 50 miles, what's like 20 miles west of me? Uh, Maybe like Framingham? Is, yeah, so I think like Framingham to Springfield is probably 50, probably 50. So if you live outside of that, you're you can be a national member. So there are people who live in different places, Connecticut, because it's it's close, it's like close-ish to West Hartford, or not West, I guess Hartford in general. I don't know why I said West. Um, but like it's close enough to like Hartford, it's close enough to New York. So like people can be national members, they would be the ones that would be staying in the right. Yeah, that that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh yeah, there's no stay and play up there. So Something that kind of blows is that this thing's fucking 90 minutes from my house. And I'm like, this kind of sucks. And I'm like, it's far, but it's supposed to be cool. When else am I going to get out there? If I don't like it, I never have to go again. Don't worry about it. And then I'm like thinking about it. I go, dude, I played New Seabury one time. And that was like an hour 20, hour 25, which is down in like Mashpee. Like, that's not that convenient either. Like if right. I, I like I would not bat an eye to go play a tournament in Dennis Brewster. Like I wouldn't bat an eye to play in those places. But then it's like when you say it's out west, it's like, oh, it just feels so fucking far. And actually it's probably a fucking easier drive. Like probably a way easier drive. Yeah, it's one road. <laughs> yes. Um so I I drive out there. I have no fucking clue where I am. Like you get off the highway in Palmer and then you drive through Wilbraham and then there's Wilbraham and Munson Academy. And I'm like, that seems fancy. I've never heard of these fucking places. It might as well be in fucking Narnia. And then I see something. It's like the farm at Great Horse. It's got the Great Horse logo. And I'm like, no, that's not the golf course. Then you drive a little bit further and it's like, okay, here's the golf course. So you take a left in big stone pillars with a gate that like it's probably like an automatic gate and it's like the fucking jfk cauldrons up top like the everlasting flame is just like on top of these things like like the olympic flame just like non-fucking stop and i'm like okay so you know i drive my way up and you know i've been told the practice facilities are sick like they're like everything's perfect i see the clubhouse and i'm like that is fucking ridiculous um, get out of my car, grab my stuff, go down to the pro shop, whatever. I see the wedding venue and I'm like, that's fucking crazy. Um, so for my practice round, I was paired with two people like local to that area and one dude from like Wayland or some shit. So the two people local to the area knew kind of like the deal with this place. Um, it used to be Hamden Country Club, which was just a golf course. There's a family that bought it at auction. They have like a national um, trash recycling, hauling, whatever company. Okay. They also have a horse farm, and I think they breed horses and shit like that. Hence so, the name. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's it, yeah, it's great horses, and it is like the English for a. Leonardo da Vinci painting or some shit. I don't fucking know. Um, which you should have just named it that. Like whatever. Yeah. It's neither here nor there. Um, and as the tale goes, they bought Hamden Country Club. They put fifty million dollars into it. Fifty 
million. Wow. But I guess that the course layout, like the actual golf course, is the same. So they took the layout. They didn't touch it. Like they like they maybe like they filled in a pond. Yeah. But they didn't like reroute the land or any of that. Right. Like, you know, maybe build some features, but like nothing like they did not change the routing of the golf course. What they did do was add about three billion fucking bunkers. Like <laughs> even to the point that like one of the guys was like super fucking sarcastic, like one of the local guys. And he's like. He goes, man, I wish someone would like count how many bunkers were here. Cause it's like on the first page of the website, 215. Um, <laughs> and he's like, he, he goes, he goes, man, I, you know, sometimes I just look out here and I just like wonder, you know, where, where could you put more? Could you put more bunkers somewhere? I wish there was just more. <laughs> and then like you look around sometimes and it's like, some of these bunkers are absolutely useless because there's no way for someone to hit into them. Like they're, they're like, elevated amongst other bunkers and it's like who the fuck is hitting it there <laughs> and someone's like well can you imagine the shot i go no because i can't imagine hitting it there how the yeah. fuck do you hit into that there was literally like i don't know how far the drive would have had to have been but like you're looking out there and you see bunkers at like say it's 260 so you know you can't hit more than 260 so who the fuck is hitting at 290 into a bunker that's above those other bunkers yeah like, how the fuck do you fuck that up yeah. Anyway. Unless you shank your second shot, your approach. Still. It shouldn't happen. I'm, I'm looking at the website right now. In the 15th hole, there's like a big-ass bunker to the left, like elevated. To the yeah, left. yeah, yeah. That, that's one of them. That's one of the stupid ones because it's above <laughs> four other bunkers. Yeah, yeah, that's goofy. So for a right-hander, you would have to hit the hardest pull hook ever. But also like have it go up in the air, but also not have it pull hook too hard. So it's like, I don't know how the fuck like because a lefty's never hitting it in that no fucking way. Um, Because that's that's actually a, that's actually a little bit of a crazy green. It's a short hole. Like, I think it only played like 131 yesterday. Hit it to a foot. No big deal. Um, <laughs> but like the 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 way the green is shaped, it's super narrow. So it's like all like the low bunkers. You can absolutely hit into those. But like that top one, someone's like, oh, yeah, you'd have to hit like a big, massive pull hook. I'm like, how? Yeah. How? It's like you would have to hit it 25 extra yards. I go, everyone hits it. Everyone's going to come up short here. Which those short bunkers are fucking terrible. Hold out in the practice round, though. No big deal. Um, oh, so, I see it now on the 15th hole. Yeah. yeah. So they put $50 million into this place. I do think they redid all of the irrigation. I think they filled a pond. They put in a billion bunkers. Um, and they made the conditions borderline perfect. Now there's also tees that go as far back as 7,500 yards. Like the red tees are 7,500, which is fucking absurd. If you wow. ask me, it's yeah. so fucking far. Um, but I think this is going to be a site that's not going to be like every year, but I think it's going to be like an anchor regional championship venue, whether it's host the actual tournament or host qualifiers. I think they're always willing to do it. They have the infrastructure to do it. They have the parking, they have the place, they have the attitude. Like they're probably going to have something every year, I think. 
that's why it is kind of the way it is. Right. Now, the other thing too is they have so many sets of tees that they can set it up for anybody. Like the senior women's AM qualifier was before we went out. So you can have senior women out there and you can have the US mid-AM. I mean, US, they were both US, but you can have mid-AM men and senior women on the same day, same course. They have six sets of tees, something like that. Or more. If not more, because it's like, because when working. I played at Pawtucket, that was the first time I had ever seen that many tees, and they had six. So from furthest back to close to closest, I don't know where it stops, but it goes red, red black blend, black, black gold blend, gold, and then in front of the gold, I want to say there's probably a blue. And maybe a white plus blends, which Renaissance does that shit too. Like Renaissance has like probably five colors plus blends. It's fucking craziness. Yeah. Like it really is fucking crazy. It kind of like reminded me of the same idea of Renaissance, but um, so they put their $50 million in again, the, the, the facilities are crazy. The, 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 there's a million bunkers, the venues and whatever, the practice rounds are immaculate. Like it's perfect. You know, the website says that the greens roll at a 13, whatever. So I go all the way out there for my practice rounds. It had pissed fucking rain the night before. So the course played very soft. The two local guys, they barely even putt the greens. They go, this isn't even going to be worth our time. And I'm like, <laughs> fine. Um, so, you know, we're playing the practice round. Like one of the guys, actually, he was a member at Hamden Country Club back in the day. And then when it became Great Horse, there's no way he could afford it. Um, but he goes like he'll he'll still get in for qualifiers and other events and things like that. So they they like the two of them have played it a bunch. So, you know, we're trying to like work our way through and our info sheet says, hey, it's the black gold tees, 6,700 yards. And then. One of the fourth guy in the group comes down and he goes, yeah, some guy inside told me just play the blacks. He goes, it's probably going to be blacks, but the blacks are 7,000. It's like, that's a 6,700. Like what the fuck tees are we playing? Yeah. So we're playing that game the whole day. Like where it's like, Hey, this one should be a gold. And the guy's like, yeah, man. He goes, but I've never hit from up that up there in a qualifier. We should play from back here. Okay. Like, yeah, whatever. Um, so we're playing our round, whatever. It's fine. So at the end, I go, I got a stupid question. They go, okay. I go, is there a helicopter pad here? <laughs> and one of them looks back at me because I because that's what I've been told. So yeah. I asked. One of them looks back and smirks at me and he goes, he goes, it's not here. He goes, it's not on site. It's down the street and they do own it. So they had, they own <laughs> land down the street and there's a helicopter pad. That's fucking hilarious. I'm like, okay, that's, <laughs> I'm glad they had it. Cause if I was like, oh, is there a helicopter pad? They're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was Wednesday, Monday, yesterday was the tournament drive out get out there plenty of time obviously fucking give myself way too much time even stopping to piss in the charlton plaza whatever yeah on the pike <clears throat> yeah um so get out there doing my thing um 
And like I said, like I again, I know I'm not getting through, so I just want to I just want to play golf halfway decent. That's all I'm really like looking to do. I know that's, you know, if we're making smart goals, that's not nearly good enough whatever. And re- my exhibit It's not a dumb a, goal though. My exhibit <laughs> A for why I wasn't going to get through is one, I know that. Two, there was a group. They went off the first tee. I don't know, either right before me or two TMs before me. No, don't really know. doesn't matter. <clears throat> there is a person who played in the 2020 Wyndham Championship as a professional who has since regained his amateur status, and he is a plus 4.2 handicap. No big deal. There is the person he played at BC Golf. He holds the course record of 65. At Great Horse. <laughs> He's in that group. And the third person in their group has a better handicap than both of them. Wow. Plus 4.2 handicap was the worst player in the group. Wow. Plus 4.9. That's three of them playing together. Yeah. That doesn't even include the rest of the field. So was it just that whole group that made it through? <laughs> no, because it's still golf. So, because because this is the other thing. Qualify, qualify. I don't know how. I don't know what our field was. I don't. I didn't count how many people. Three players, two alternates, no ties. So if you're up there, you go to a fucking playoff. Done. That's it. That's how that works. Um. So you would think that like if 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 you could bet on this, you would bet those three guys, probably right. the course record holder, he would probably be the betting favorite. Followed by probably the guy who played in the Wyndham and then the third dude. With the best handicap of the three. <laughs> With the best handicap of the three. And and the best the thing too is like they're all battle tested. Like they all play amateur stuff, state stuff, national stuff. Like they're all in this shit. After- Actually, the 4.2, the one that, you know, sucks. He was actually at the USAM earlier in the week, shot two over for 36 holes, didn't make the cut, but he was there two over 36 holes in a USAM setup. Sick. Yeah. Um. So we're out there, we're playing. You don't have to worry about how I play. I play like shit. I play like shit and it's what fucking whatever. But, um, but again, it didn't matter because I wasn't getting through. So who gives a fuck? <laughs> but all our homework. Ah, is it black gold or is it black? Yeah. The scorecard said 7,000 yards and they mixed in some fucking red tees, which I said was the tips. Wow. Like fucking bananas. Wow. So by far the hardest course setup that I ever actually had to play. I don't know if it's the hardest course I've ever stepped foot on. If you like, because like if you stretch out TPC all the way, I don't know if it's harder. But at the same time, if you stretch out Great Horse all the way, it's probably harder than TPC. Like that's what I'm saying. So it's right, like, right. Yes, right, I've right. stepped foot on some places, um, but like crazy craziness. So I ended up shooting 13 over par. And anyone who knows how differential works, so if you like, because you can shoot 13 over, which is an 85, and people go, oh, 13 over, like. And then you go to a different place and you shoot 13 over. And some people think all 13 overs are equal. Right. Well, I'll tell you that they're not because each golf course is rated and um, evaluated based on difficulty. 
So when you have a handicap, it actually measures differential. So the harder a golf course you play, the more the differential comes down. And if you go play an easy place, the differential goes up. So for example, when we played Eagle Crest in New York last year, and I shot the three under par, people go three under. Wow, that's like so good. That's got to be your best round ever. No, because it was a three differential, like plus right. three. Right. Because theoretically, by math and whatever, not by actually playing the math, I should have I should have shot six under. Like, yeah, which is just fucking cuckoo. Um. So, or no, I guess theor no, because I shot my handicap, so I should have shot three under. That's what I should have shot. But if I was a scratch golfer, I should have shot six under. Like, so that's how, right? Like right. differential, whatever. So my thirteen over par turned into seven. Six six shots in the differential. I've never seen that much either. Like, yeah, sometimes like twelve becomes ten, maybe a nine. Never seen six shots move. Um. <laughs> so yeah, by, by far the hardest setup I've ever had to play. Do you um, think it would be harder than myopia the- if it was tipped out? Are the are both tipped out or are they playing equal length? Well, because myopia yeah, doesn't myopia have seven thousand yards. Shorter, right? Yeah, um, myopia doesn't have seven thousand. I don't know. I guess both. Which how would you how would you run it? Yeah, if they're both so tipped guess, out. It would probably be great horse, so, right? With the added, yeah, length. because it's like a thousand yards longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my myopia's tips, I think, are only sixty five. Oh wow. That's not very long. No. But it's not length that gets you. Well, yeah. <laughs> so now if you play great horse from 65. It's the motion in the ocean. <laughs> something like that. It's the fucking fescue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you play great horse from 6,500, myopia is a, like a billion times harder. But if you play both from quote unquote tips, then great horse is way harder. It's a thousand yards longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think like if I wanted to start to find a comparison, you'd have to stretch out Wanamoisit or um, you, you'd have to find a course that can compete on length because 7,500 yards is just an absolute fuckload. Like, I don't think anyone actually plays that. That's fucking craziness. It's so far. Yeah, that's fucking huge. But yeah, if you're playing, so this is this is the thing with with with, and I'll, I'll get into. Well, I guess I'll get into it now. So here's the thing: seven thousand yards. That's long for me. So for me to play that golf course, I have to play it differently than some of these other guys, because I can't fly certain bunkers. I can't reach certain shots. I only hit it as far as I hit it. So it's like right. one of the par fives. I hit a three wood off the tee, so that it would be short of the bunkers. These guys might be able to fly that bunker and give it a shot in two. It's like, we're not playing the same style here. Yeah. Yeah. So now I know that I don't fucking get me wrong. I get golf. If you can hit it far and in the fairway, I understand you can fucking score well, but I, what I'm, what I'm going to say, it's going to sound fucking obvious for these guys who are highly skilled in how far they hit it. For them to be able to hit it far and straight. Right. The golf course 
is scorable. But you have to be able to fly bunkers and stuff. If you can't fly the bunkers, then you're fucking you're playing from very far back and it's it's difficult. Um but the greens because they like pride themselves on running so fast, they can't have crazy slopes in them. You can't have 13 on the stint and have crazy slopes. So like right. 10, 12 footers, they don't break like crazy. And like if you hit a putt, it generally kind of stays online. So it's like you can score at this place. Don't get me wrong. Like it it doesn't have the hardest physical golf course. Where it gets you is length, bunkers, rough. The rough is like fucking impossible to get out of. And it's like if you're not hitting the the tee shot good, then you're in the rough. So it's like the 18th hole is like actually the 18th hole is good. Uh, top 12 guys, only two of them parted. Everyone else bogeyed. And it's like a 440 yard par four, and you can't hit it more than 275. So pretty much everyone's playing from the same spot, which is like 195 in, 180 in ish. Yep. Um, because it also like makes like this goofy S, so it's not exactly like a um, it's not exactly a dog leg, but it's definitely not straight either. So it's like everyone's got to hit this like 190, 180, maybe 175 ball. But when you your vantage point from the from the approach, you see a bunker left of the green, you see a very small sliver of green. And if you go long, you're in like the world's smallest bunker. But it's like it the that bunker's pin high. So you have to take on like all this shit. Yeah. Just to make the shot. And then I'm sitting there and I go, I got 196. I go, if I hit my hybrid and if I hit it good, I can't stop the ball. So I had to lay up after punching out. I'm like, this is fucking craziness. Right. Um, so like that's like a little bit of like what you get with some of the difficulty is like, hey, you gotta hit it here if you can't fly that, or you can't do this, like. It's like all about like picking the right strategy of how you want to play it and how you can. Um, so the winner ended up, or the medalist, because it's a qualifier, ended up shooting two under. Um, I think one under were the other two qualifiers, which was a playoff. And then even was a playoff for second alternate. So I'm just sitting there. I'm like, that's just fucking good golf. And out of that yeah. power three, only one guy got through the course record holder. Wow. But that's because, you know, plus twos, plus threes were also in the field. And like the names that qualified, they're in everything. Like they're, do you get all, through all the net. state stuff? No, there is no net. It's all gross. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This is all gross. When you, when you do, USGA stuff, it's all gross. Actually, so USGA and then, Mass golf championships, not member days or anything else. Mass golf championships and USGA championships, it's all gross. Um, so I'm like two under. I'm like, that's just fucking good. And he shot his handicap. I'm like, that's just really fucking good. Like, you only shoot, like, it's so hard to shoot your handicap. And he did it in a qualifier. I'm like, yep, that's, that's, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I don't have. Yeah, because <laughs> even and actually, even if I did shoot my handicap, which would have been nine over, yeah, take six off, eight over, 
I would have missed by 10. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Like, that's what we're talking about here. It's fucking, yeah. fucking craziness. Um, so all that to wrap up great horse, um, middle of fucking nowhere, you know, Wilbraham, Palmer, Hamden, like fucking, this long just fucking meadow. far away. Yeah. I don't even know where that is. That's not even Although, my turn. Well, we're not so, not so North. Yeah. Yet. Nah. Um, although people were up, you, you're North of Fitchburg, right? Uh, just barely, but yeah. Northwest. Northwest. Okay. Cause I would say the guys were out like some fucking golf course, like North of Fitchburg the other day. I go, where the fuck are they? Oh, Town- they were I... in Townsend. Yeah. Oh, Townsend. I know. I know that. Um, I know that. It's up 190. So, so yeah, well, whatever. I, places you'll never fucking find me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what the fuck even is 190? <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I, I was going to say, I believe that's called the Pike and it's called. 90 interstate. 90. No. Um, uh, so great horse itself. So some of its reputation, you know, um, I'm not a golf course architecture geek, like not really into the nerd. I understand some side of it. It drives me fucking crazy. Uh, this will not win any architectural awards at all because from a like architecture standpoint, all they did was just put a bunch of bunkers in in the fucking landing spots. That's fucking all they did. Yeah. And then they they do crazy length and the greens run crazy fast. So what they probably have is what you would consider a championship golf course, not necessarily like an interesting or a fun or a like unique golf course. Yeah. That's like that's kind of what we're talking about. Do you think like, it would be set up to hold like like a live event? I because I mean I the PGA would probably not go there for anything, but you know no, they would they would only go there for like a pro am stemming from the travelers or something, which I think yeah. they did one time. Um, you could put a live out, you could put a live event out there. Um, so it could handle some pro golf. I think it could. I think it could handle professional golf. Um, now you would run into some other issues like infrastructure and parking and where are people going to stay? Like you'd run into shit like that. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, the I mean, the 17th fairway. No, but I, no, no, no. I mean like the fans, <laughs> like where are fans going to stay? No, where I, are know, fan, I know. Fans coming from. I know. Like they have to stay in Springfield. Sick. Yeah. Bring your bulletproof um, vest. Yeah. Yeah. Stay downtown. Um, The club, like the actual club. So like when you turn in the gates, that's probably more accurate of like top 25 in the state. Like they do not have a top 25 golf course in the state, like no fucking way, but they probably have a top 25 club because they got plenty of space, plenty of parking, practice facilities, um, clubhouse, like they've got everything. Um, Whatever you need, the conditions are good, like all that stuff. All that stuff's there. All that stuff's good. Like no problem. Um. So based on this experience, I'm glad I went. Like as much as I hated the drive, like whatever, get over it. Again, I would make the same drive to the Cape, and it might be shittier. 
uh, going coming back from Eastwood Ho this year was shittier. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say anytime you. Well, they had bridge could have one it was way. a fucking stoplight on the bridge. We talked about this. They, yeah. they they put a stoplight on the fucking bridge. Yep. Took me fucking two hours to get home. It's yeah. also just uh, rotary on a highway. Oh, so dumb. So dumb. So like I let the drive kind of be like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Again, I would do it to go other elsewhere. So that's not really a good excuse. Um I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I played. I'm glad I played a USGA thing um i don't know like it's like for me if i'm going to do another usga event it's got to be course dependent it'll only be to play the course like the other site of great horse was george wright i would not have gone to george wright there's no point well we Um, can play that yeah anyway well that's the thing you can play it and i'm not getting through so who gives a fuck yeah um I will never do another qualifier at Great Horse. The it, the course is just too fucking hard. Um, my game does not suit that place. I think I could score there, but not from seven thousand yards. Um, if we played sixty seven hundred, I think I would have a better chance. But I would still have to. It's still it's not going to be a good setup for me. For me in my game, so. Um, I definitely won't go back for a qualifier. And since I don't, I mean, since it's so far away, like I just don't see myself ever going back. Like, I don't know what scenario I would go back for. Cause if I'm going to go back, I want to go back for fun. And I want to play the tees that I want to play. I don't want to play 7,000 yards in competition. And you can't do that. Like it's private. <laughs> and I, yeah. Again, like, so, um, cool spot. It's definitely like, it's definitely a place when you pull in, it's like, wow, this is impressive. But then when you actually get to the golf course, it's like, I wish it was better. Like the, the course itself. Yeah. But you can't have that because g- generally you can't have a championship layout and like the most fun, interesting, super unique layout too. You can't have both generally. Right. Hmm. And then okay, and then this is this is the last this is the last one. So during the practice round, the guy was saying, uh, he goes, Oh, yeah, yeah. The men's locker room is like right up there, and then you see the glass, and you can't see in, but you can see out. He's like, Yeah, so you can like uh you know, you can like grab a beer, go take a shower, and while you're showering, you can like look out the window at like the golf course, whatever. He goes, because you can see out the glass, you can't see in. And I didn't say anything. <laughs> but the first thought in my head is does anyone think that that's just fucking weird as hell yeah. and like i don't think that's cool that doesn't sound cool to me that's not that sounds cool. fucking weird yeah like like okay shower beers aside <laughs> i have not drank a beer in the shower since i was in college yeah what the fuck do i need a shower beer for and I know some people still hang on to like shower beers being like this cool thing. All you're doing is taking a beer, making things steamy, probably getting bath water in it. And it's like you couldn't have just waited or you couldn't have drank it first and then went in the shower. Yeah. So the shower beer aside, I think that's a little bit of an overrated fucking phenomenon. Why would I want to look at the golf course that I just played while showering? From a clubhouse that, like, people can't see in, but I can see them. It's just fucking weird. Yeah. 
And then is someone on staff there to clean the loads off the glass? Because like I just assume that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would imagine. I that's that was the first like, thing I thought of too. That was like the weird thing. Like that was like the one. And then someone else said it yesterday. They're like, "Yeah, you can order a beer and like go in the shower. And you can see everything that's going on out here." And I'm like, "Why? Why do people think this is cool? Like, yeah, I think that's who fucking weird as fuck." Wants to creep on the fucking golf course while you're in the shop. Like, so that's the thing. Like, let's just pretend not everyone's a diddler. <laughs> Why would that be appealing to you? Is it appealing to either of you? No. Like you just finished a round of golf at this place. And your first thought is, you know what I would like to do? Take a shower where I can see what's happening out here. Yeah. First, I'd like to get a beer so I can drink it in the shower. But while yeah, I, but I'm gonna drink it in the I shower. Watch everyone hopefully on the get a bunch course. Yeah, and hopefully get a bunch of shower water in the beer. Yeah. It's fucking weird. I mean, I think you are forgetting it is Western Mass, so it's everything. And I think the owner's from Connecticut. Oh god. <laughs> so that might start to make sense. But yeah, otherwise, I mean, like, not many people are gonna get the chance to play this place. It's just like too, it's too remote or I, I don't want to say remote, but like it's too far away from the action. It's, you know, it's going to be hosting all these tournaments and shit. Like, I don't really know anyone who's a member up there. So unless you're from the area, in which case you definitely have a connection. So you've probably already played it. Right. Yeah. Or maybe you played it when it was Hamden Hamden. So. All right. Um, well, uh, Jones, you're a relatively um, in tune with with politics and, and current events. Um, we have ourselves the Republican presidential debates tomorrow. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, you I'm glad that you brought this. Um, I don't really have many thoughts i'm interesting to see how much of a shit show it's gonna be well i know you don't uh, have many thoughts Trump's not debating like, right yeah <laughs> no no Trump, she's not debating right no. he's not i am curious to see how the, the rest of the field treats that and if they bring up any of the indictment crap i know that ramaswamy guy <sighs> like been to him a lot um is that how is, yeah, is just, that how that name is pronounced ramaswamy yeah. Vivek ramaswamy, ramaswamy. I think I would vote for that person just based off name alone. Um, I would vote. I would vote slappy. Swabby. Ramaswamy. He's in third. Yeah, I would definitely vote for him if he was an option. I don't even know who this person is. What's the only he's only 37. Well, you keep saying he. So, okay, so it's a male. That's that's a good start for me. So he where is he from? (laughs) Um, I don't know. Okay. Uh, he, is, he is of Indian descent. I know that. Okay. He was born in Cincinnati. Oh, <laughs> God. Graduated from Harvard, Yale Law School. Oh, fuck off. This keeps getting worse. Yeah, I'm not saying where he, he's actually from, just that he was born in Cincinnati. So I guess okay. So he's born in Cincinnati. I what 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 is he? 
What is his current job? He's like a tech business. Guy. Yeah, business oh, tech shit, guy. He's not even a politician right now. No. No. Oh fuck! Sign me up. He's so I I guess he's running on like a MAGA two point Yeah, I don't give a fuck what he stands for. He's not a politician. I want him. Yeah. So a lot of his ideas and and I don't know. I guess policies, whatever, are a lot are pretty straightforward. A lot of it is populist, right? So there's like some hardcore conservatives that don't really support him because he's again he's a populist right so it's you know not what that is that's fine um what do most people want that's what i'm gonna support Ed. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah it's it's that's basically what it is it's like what is the general consensus of the country and that's what i'm gonna stand for right so like some wow, people seem so bad. That I seems know. So terrible. Well, in today's I can't, political I can't imagine. climate, it people are like hard, hard one way or the other. So they're like, "Well, you're supposed to be a Republican. This is All how right, you're so supposed to." So this guy can't win. So and, this guy can't win. Um. So realistically, everything I'm seeing and Jones, feel free to step back in. I didn't mean to uh, cut you off and take away your your line I think that was actually but, um, my fault cuz I was uh I was involved with the Samsonite guy. <laughs> but um I think he's most likely to be Trump's VP candidate. I could so I didn't think about that, but that makes a lot of sense. I could also see Trump um tapping Martin to be the VP. Tapping who? Uh, Marjorie Taylor Green. Oh. That would be fucking terrible. That's that's a lot of crazy in one fucking running party. Yeah, that would that be, wouldn't be good. That would be awful, actually. I'll tell you right now that that's not a good thing. Yeah, for the Republicans. I think if you're trying to build back the Republican, if Trump wanted to do that, he would tap this guy as the VP. But I have a sneaking suspicion he's going to tap March because she's been with him since the start. So I don't know. But I'm interested to see how much they gang up on him. I want to see who's like actually like because I know Chris Christie said that he's going to be all in on him. I want to see what Pence does with him. Um, well, Pence, Pence is just a fucking it. loser, right? What did right. Trump say about Chris Christie? Did he call him disgusting or something? Call him fat or disgusting? <laughs> or yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> fat, disgusting piece of shit. Well, he is disgusting. Yeah. So they because the interesting thing just, with um Vivek is he has not attacked Trump. He hasn't necessarily like gone out of his way to praise him, but it's one of those like when he's presented with the opportunity to go after Trump, he kind of either defends him in a way or stays Switzerland, right? Like so this dude is too qualified. He's he's he for my in my book, based off purely what you guys have described <laughs> me and what I've well, he's smart, what, like who I know. He's insanely smart. He sounds smart. He yes. sounds smart. Yeah. I don't know why he wants to get into politics. That kind of makes me think he's stupid, but <laughs> um all signs are pointing to this guy being very favorable. Like he's so not the, a politician. The thought process one. behind it, he's right? Younger. If you if you take the um, you know, it's the someone behind the curtain that's the puppet master type of deal. 
then the thought process is they want to run Vivek as the vice president now with Trump, assuming that Trump can win. He's the VP. And now Vivek is set up to run for president in 2028. And then four more years after that in 2032. So it's almost like Trump is like a vessel for Vivek to get in there because on his own right now, it's not enough, right? Because he is only 37. There's a lot of people that wouldn't vote for him just because he's 37. Um, not not Stupid. like, right, it's really stupid, right? But the most of the people that vote, right? People that vote in their 60s, 70s, 80s, that's the majority of the people that vote. They're not going to vote for a 37-year-old. It's just facts, right? So he's also not Christian. He's Hindu. So especially someone from the Republican Party you know, we all know the Bible Belt or the Rust Belt even is still Christian. Even, you know, it's the whole big Republicans or Christians and all that shit. So he's a Hindu. So, you know, he's he's got enough where I would imagine that, again, the, the puppet masters behind the curtain don't believe he can win on his own. So if they tie him to Trump and they win... Well, then it's as easy as, well, he's the vice president, right? So like, obviously it's, he's going to run, look what he can do. And then people will be more amenable because he's been in the office for four years already, right? As the VP and, you know, has the experience. This makes, this makes actual sense to me. So I'm thinking Jones is right. <laughs> it's everything be, that going to be MGT. Way too much sense. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be the also psycho. The flying ointment. Uh, what's gonna happen when Trump wants to run again? <laughs> it, that is a law. Yes. Yeah, you two can't terms. have more than two terms. Two terms. After, after FDR, it did become a law, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, boy. What do you mean? That I mean, that theory is per like that's what you would want if you're a conservative. You want him to be follow under. Trump and then get that experience and get right. his name in the certain place. That's what you want to do. I just don't trust either party to do anything correctly. They're all fucking wrong. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, the um the toss up there might be like maybe the GOP has that plan where they want Vivek to be Trump's VP and Trump himself could just stand up and be like, no, I want Marjorie nah. Taylor Greene. Right. So like, that's yeah. where I could see that coming in, but it's just, it's such a smart play. Like this guy is great. Now that we've seen DeSantis a little bit more and we know he's kind of a fucking chud. Um, it's like, okay, who's left Vivek and RFK jr. Right. Like it truthfully, I, DeSantis is a fucking loser, but like he's a politician. So like, I don't need my politicians to be cool anyway, but like any one of the DeSantis, Vivek or RFK Jr. I would be happy with any one of those three. You, you pick up a, somehow a three-sided coin, you 4D print it right in the, in the alternate universe where we have a three-sided coin. You just flip the coin, whoever the fuck it lands on, whether it's DeSantis, Vivek or RFK Jr., I'm thrilled if either one of them are president. 
which means yeah. none of them are going to be president. <laughs> I mean, if you just look at who's in the this debate, I mean, the rest of this is just steaming hard garbage. You got DeSantis, oh, yeah. Ramaswamy, Pence, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Chris How Christie. is Nikki Haley even still uh, in this race? Uh, she qualified for this debate. I mean, the, the threshold wasn't that hard. You just have to get like 40,000 individual donors, and I think something. You just have like a, a couple like bucks in your uh, war chest, but then yeah. there's like uh, the governor from North Dakota and the former governor from Arkansas. Like I've never heard. Of them. Ever. Who's when the is this debate? So I know not to. Be... Oh. Tomorrow, uh, Doug Burgum. Oh, it's tomorrow. I'll make. Sure... I won't be on Twitter tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm. I can't wait. You just mute the hashtag. I don't have to. I work late tomorrow. Oh, that's true. So then, so the best part about this, right, is that, so Trump is not going to be part of the debate, but instead he had a pre-recorded interview with Tucker Carlson that he himself is going to release on Twitter during the debate. So in the ultimate <laughs> fucking troll move, he's going to release a fucking interview i have no idea how long the interview is call it an hour right how long is the debate is probably the same amount he's gonna release it and compete with the fucking debate just to be a cocksucker and i'm down for that i love that that's move. pretty good i actually that's the, I, I do like that that's the ultimate troll job like this it's this guy pet, that pettiness is remarkable yeah and like the arrogance right like i'm too fucking good to stand on that stage with you peons so instead i'm gonna release a video with tucker carlson and we are going to quadruple at minimum the viewers on a social media app that you get on cable news <laughs> Do you think that, I mean, I know the answer, but do you think that's a big fuck you to Fox having Trump and oh, yeah. Tucker do the, the same? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's more of a fuck you to Fox um, than it is anything else. So it's, um, it's for sure on purpose. That because is good. obviously Fox fucked over Tucker Carlson and just throughout the years they've, they've fucked with Trump and more so recently, but you have two people that draw massive eyeballs on their own are now going to release an interview together at the same time as your Fox News Republican debate, and no one's going to fucking watch it because everyone's going to be watching Tucker and Trump. It's going to be amazing. I wonder if this is the play going forward. Like, what if he does this for like the next like two or three debates? Because I mean, I'm sure, this starts the camp, but I mean, he's so far ahead of everybody. Yeah, he could just sit, he just sit on his thumbs for a couple months. Yeah, basically. Well, it's kind of funny because I thought, like, my I saw that he wasn't going to debate. My first reaction is, why are these politicians being fucking gutless pussies and like not debating? And it's like, you know, because Biden, it's like they're hiding something, and Trump, it's like, oh, I'm not debating, whatever. And then I'm like, I actually thought about it. And I'm like, you know what? It's just fucking better that way. Like it's it is it ends up ultimately for fucking society that he just does his thing with Tucker Carlson. Cause then everyone's gonna have opinions and thoughts and it's like 
none of you are smart enough to have opinions or thoughts, so just fucking don't. <laughs> yeah, it's like my favorite thing is like always post the debate. You get the people that are like Bobos. It's like it's like being a Patriots Bobo, right? It's like being with Vinny. <laughs> Shout out to Vinny. But it's like you you watch a you watch a game and it's like, oh wow, Mac looked great. It's like yeah, I mean, he completed 32 passes, but he threw the ball 61 times. Like, that's not, you know what I mean? So it's, I think, so you I have think those good people comp. that are like, oh, DeSantis looked incredible. The way he responded to this question was amazing. It was very presidential. And it's like, come on, what the fuck are we doing, guys? Like, you're breaking down a debate right now. Get a fucking life. A good, a good comp is uh, the people who grade the boxing matches at home. Because <laughs> let's face it, boxing's not that popular. So therefore, yeah. no one really knows what they're talking about. And then even even then, boxing judging is pretty subjective. So it's like it depends on who's judging at the right. time and what they're seeing, whatever. So it's like, you know, oh, unanimous decision, this, this, that, whatever. And then like someone's like, Well, I on my card, I had it, I had it going yeah. the other way. And it's like yeah, that's always well, the best rule on my card. Oh, well, if your card is the complete opposite of the card that settled it, maybe you don't fucking know anything. Ever think of that? Yeah, maybe you were wrong. Maybe you're a stupid fuck. <laughs> maybe you're not a professional boxing judge. Clearly not. Yeah. Not if your <laughs> card's at home with fucking crayon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, on my card, I had that as a 10-9 round. For the other guy. Well, clearly all three of the other judges had it the opposite way. So you don't know what you're saying. Yeah, but I go to boxing class three times a week. Cool, man. I, I've, been, I've been watching fights judge. my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sick, man. Good for you. Yeah, well, that's like the, the guys thing. that call People the sports like, hub. Like, yeah, I played quarterback in high school. So I just want to say that I watched Mac throw the ball and he looks good. All right. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> like it's it's the same guy. It's the same fucking person. But but Do yeah, we so know if if Biden has to debate uh, RFK, uh, since he had Biden wasn't debating. Yeah, I, I don't know what the Isn't rules are. I think the DNC can Didn't just they say decide. he wasn't debating? Yeah. Yeah. I think the DNC yeah. can just decide to not hold debates. Which that's kind of stupid too. If there's if you have a challenger, you should debate. Yeah, that's a fucking gutless move. Yes. Yeah. But they're not gonna have him. No way. They're not gonna trot him out there. So it's 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 kind of interesting what the fuck is going on right now. Um, I would be interested to like in four months, right? Go back and listen to like one of these episodes that we just put out for over the last month talking about politics because there's, there's some weird shit going on. So Biden just went to Maui right after the fires and I've seen multiple videos on Twitter of people on the side of the road flipping off his motorcade as he drives by saying, fuck you. Oh, look who showed up 13 days later. 
where the fuck have you been? Fuck you, this fucking asshole. Like, there's a lot of people in Hawaii that really do not like Joe Biden. And traditionally, Hawaii is a very blue state. And I, it's, it's multiple different islands with different, you know, cultures and shit like that, whatever you want to say. But like in general, Hawaii has basically always voted blue, right? It's like Massachusetts. It's, it's, it's very, I, I can't, I mean, I don't follow politics. So this, this statement I'm about to make means nothing, but uh, I can't remember the last time Hawaii went red. Don't, I mean, I don't, again, that means nothing, but it's a fun thing to say, right? It's just, it's just one of those, like Hawaii always goes Democrat, no matter what. Um, and now they hate Biden, right? And he's giving these speeches in Hawaii. And one of them, he's giving a speech and he's like, yeah, I know what it feels like, you know, to have loss. Uh, and he goes in this like big, long tangent talking about how like his house was struck by lightning and his house caught on fire and he almost lost his wife and his 67 Corvette and his cat. And it's like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, and I sat there and I watched the firefighters work and they saved my house and my Corvette. And I get it. And it's like, you don't get it. You don't get it. You need to be taken away and brought to a fucking old person home to live out the rest of your days in peace. Because like, it's almost getting to the point where like, it's kind of not fair that like this poor old fuck with dementia has to be like trotted around the country and like given whatever drugs they need to give them to keep them awake and like give speeches, right? Like there was another video, he was at a banquet in Hawaii and he fell asleep at the table. It's literally a video of him and his head, his, his chin is down on his chest and his eyes are closed. He's asleep. It's uh, the time difference, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's jet lagged. Yeah. But like, what the fuck? Like, what are we doing? This is, we're just going to, they're just going to trot that guy out again. The same fucking guy. Yep. Yep. They are. It's, it's unfucking real. And guess what's probably going to happen? Hawaii will probably still vote for him. Yeah. Magically. Because they're pissed now, but guess what? When it's between him and Trump, they ain't voting Trump, so. Yeah, I mean, that's ultimately how he won last time. Yep. Which I wonder if it's going to be, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be the same. And I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to support either candidate, but um, if we get another Biden-Trump thing, I'm out. I'm not doing it again. That was a massive uh, waste of time. Yeah. 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 It's like. I don't understand, but in a way I kind of do, right? So not to like get all conspiracy theory, but I think I've said this before on the podcast, right? If you are the DNC, if you're the puppet master behind the blue curtain, right? We talked about the puppet master behind the red curtain before. If you're the puppet master behind the blue curtain and you want control for your party, how do you not run RFK Jr.? For two reasons. One, because he could be in office for eight years. If Joe Biden wins, he'll only be in office for four more years, right? So yes, he already, he was in for four, so you'll get eight from him. 
but you could get a technically or theoretically, you could get a span of 12 years, right? Like you could get four from Biden and you could get eight from RFK Jr., right? Like people are attracted to this guy. Like he's a sensible dude. People that tend to lean a little bit conservative actually like him, right? Like that's a telltale sign to me that like, he's probably a good fucking candidate. But this is where the conspiracy part comes in, where it starts to really make me believe that this isn't about the individual. It's about control. So if the puppet master behind the blue curtain knows that he can't control RFK Jr., his eight years in office doesn't mean anything. Right. It's not important. Yeah, sure. RFK Jr. would win in a landslide against Trump. And then he would probably win again against whoever the the GOP wants to nominate in 2028. But we can't control that guy. We can't sink our fucking teeth into him. So we don't want him. So it's like they only want the people in that they can control. That's me as a dumbass who's not a professional political commentator or anything, just looking at it using common sense, right? Because a little bit of common sense tells you that RFK Jr. is by and far away, like miles and miles, the best candidate that the Democratic Party could run right now. But he's not a team DNC guy. He's not, he doesn't fall in line. He asks too many questions. He's an independent thinker, right? So they care more about controlling everything than having a Democrat in the office, which it's kind of fucking. Give, it's kind of fucking terrifying. I can also give you a name they're probably going to tap for twenty twenty. Our governor here in Maryland, Westmore, young veteran, like they're already coming themselves over him. So I would look for him to be in the 2028, uh, regardless of who's in office. Right. I can only see him as a one-term guy. He's like, they're just, they, the DNC loves him. Yeah. So it's weird, right? Like, isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? <laughs> but like, am I, am I alone? Right? Like, does it make sense? Kind of where what I'm getting at? It makes sense. I just don't like you, it's all about control. I don't, they're not going to run. They just want every something mainstream. They want something that's like comfortable. They know what Biden is. They yeah, they want someone who's going to do what he's told, right? Or she, if they run and ever win with a woman president, a candidate. But they want someone that's going to do what they're told, right? When they, they pick up the phone and they go, hey, you know, Lockheed is, uh, threatening to stop funding us so you know we're gonna start sending f-16s over to ukraine all right okay no problem now we send f-16s over to ukraine so it's like i don't know would would if rfk jr were in office would that fly probably not no pun intended we're talking about planes but <laughs> but like would if if he were in office right now would we be sending all this money to ukraine probably not Right. So like, I don't know. It's, it's, 
it's one of those things, right? If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a fucking witch. So throw it in the river. Like it's, it's all signs point to the quote unquote conspiracy, like may not actually be a conspiracy. And it doesn't take a fucking genius to kind of figure that out. It's weird. It'll be interesting. Maybe he wants. So I'm wondering too, would they ever tap RFK to be the vice president? Because I've been seeing a few articles saying that Kamala is not on the greatest footing as a VP. Well, yeah, you, she's even fucking worse than this? Biden. Biden is has de- full blown dementia and can't form sentences. Telling people that just had a part of their island burned down, that he almost lost a 67 Corvette in a fire once. And people hate her more. (laughs) People hate her more than him. (laughs) That's fucking incredible. That's impressive. Yeah, I saw that she was trying to um, remake her image uh, in light of 2024. So, like, I wonder, like, jumping off point is like if they if they have a jumping off point, which they probably yeah. don't because that that's not, that's not they yeah i don't make sense if i still i still don't think they would run rfk jr as a vp though because he's not a company guy right like that quote that you know the guy that's going to pick up the phone and do what he's told would you say would the same as that that vivek guy I mean, he's kind of a wild card too, because he hasn't been in the game yet. Right, but the 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 GOP is a little bit party. different. I think the D I think the DNC is very much about controlling every little aspect. I think I think the GOP is more of a a party of um ideals right now, and like more of like i don't i don't know what how to say it like theories right like the 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 conservatives are more along the lines of like we just want someone that's going to protect the country basically whereas the dnc is more like we want someone that's going to pick up the fucking phone when we call him to tell him to do something right like and again i'm not a i'm not a political commentator but just to me a regular old fucking dumbass. That's kind of how it seems to me, right? So because of that, right, I would lean more towards voting to whoever the GOP candidate is. I mean, it's probably going to be Trump, which is a fucking pain in the ass, which means I'm probably going to vote libertarian again. If I vote at all, I may just not vote this time. Um, But you know, am I going to vote for Joe Jorgensen again? I don't know. I want that guy that didn't know what Aleppo was. What was that guy's name? He t- he called Donald Trump a pussy. And said he would pu- he would fight him. Uh, Gary Johnson. That that was the one. Yeah. Gary Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It was like the on the they were on the campaign trail in 2016, and uh, they they asked him about Trump, and he was like. I've climbed the highest peak on all seven continents. I've done this. I've done that. I've run a marathon. I've done whatever. It was, what has Donald Trump done? Nothing. He's a pussy. 
<laughs> like in that clip was like going around wherever. And I was like, that's the fucking guy I'm voting for. And I did. And he didn't win. <laughs> Is uh, Dr. Shiva running this cycle? Oh, God. Know? I remember. I I saw those signs in Easton. <laughs> They're calling for like a recount or some shit. <laughs> Amazing. Well, they, like, like get him on the ballot because a marquee was gonna win, going away, or something like that. Yeah, something. I vaguely remember that. But I don't know. Um, you guys want to start wrapping this up? Spell that time. We can wrap this up. All right. Jones, you got a final thought? I do. So I sent this to the group earlier, and I don't know. I didn't do enough research to uh, see if it's about if it's regarding fantasy or just real life. But there are some fucking bums starting in the NFL this year. <laughs> the whole the tier list. Oh yeah, there are yeah. some fucking bums. my god. Well, I feel oh. like um, there's always some sneaky, really shitty quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I don't. So I'm just going to go through the list real quick. Um, so they have the S tier. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. So he's obviously like the god. Jalen Hurts and Burrow are the S tier, which I mean, I agree, I would agree with. Um, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence from the the A field, and uh, pretty much it's just a bag of stuck until for the rest of the league. Actually, there's a the B's are uh, Justin Tua, Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert. Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, Geno Smith's in the B tier. Kirk Cousins is the B tier. Stafford's in the B tier. Daniel Jones is in the B tier, and everyone else is at C or below. Which I mean, that's the majority of the league. I feel like. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I feel like for a while, um, if you're not, a if, if you weren't like a top 15 quarterback, right? Like there's really no, like, what is the difference between the 19th best quarterback and the 30th best quarterback? Like, I feel like there's not a, a huge difference there. Um, and the guys that aren't in the top 15 kind of fucking suck, right? Yeah, and they have Mac Jones as a D tier, which is fairly accurate, I think. Just because yeah. I think his team's garbage. Yeah, I mean, after last year, certainly. Yeah. So. But they did. They yeah, a- is this from Barstool? Um, one of the guys worked for Barstool. Holy, holy, reposted it. He worked for Barstool. Okay. Um, cause the other thing too, is like, they they do shit for like entertainment purposes. Right. So like they, it's not like big cat when big cat not only like fucks with the tears, but also like puts crazy shit in there. Yeah. Yeah. So like they have Deshaun Watson at the very bottom that says super hell. And it's like, okay, I understand what you're doing there. But at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson has very well 
the potential to be a top 10 quarterback this year, this year, right? Like, I don't think it's out of the question, right? Like if, I don't know. So uh, better, like I said, better, I'll tell you right now, he better fucking show something. Yeah. Cause he didn't show a fucking thing last year. Yeah, I know. So it's like, that's what I mean. Like sometimes it's, it can be a little bit goofy, right? But I mean, like I would think that Russell Wilson will probably have a better year than last year. Right? He, he should. He should. Right. He actually has a real coach. Um, they improved the offensive line a little bit for him. So, you know, I saw a really interesting um, article, I think it was, or something. Some I read something somewhere that talked about Russell Wilson and and uh dats you you'll you'll get this because it's uh, it was either actually now that i think of it it was either you or it was nikos that talks about like the russell wilson offense right you just run in circles and then chuck the ball down the field <laughs> nikos that's that nikos yeah so his entire career that's what russell wilson does he runs in circles and then he chucks the ball down the field but now he's older and he can't run around in circles and run away from people anymore to chuck the ball down the field so he actually has to figure out how to be a real quarterback. Um, because I saw there were like statistics about Russell Wilson's passer rating, like in the pocket versus out of the pocket and out of the pocket for most of his career is like outrageously high and in the pocket is wicked is like surprisingly low. And it's like, that was last year. He had to be more of a pocket quarterback last year and he couldn't figure it out. So I think this year is going to be the, um, you know, the rubber stamp on Russell Wilson. If he can figure it out and put it together, he'll be fine. But if he can't figure it out after this season, he's done. Right. I think this is it. I think last year was the, okay, you're starting to get a little bit old. It was the same thing. Cam Newton went through, right? Like Cam Newton was an MVP of the league and, by the time he was on the Patriots, like he looked, it looked like me playing quarterback out there. Like it was like fucking, I don't know. It was right-handed Tim Tebow. <laughs> Wait, was Cam Newton left-handed? <laughs> no, he's just black. Oh, okay. Okay. Not like Donovan McNabb though. He was left-handed. Nope. <laughs> Randall Cunningham. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I think, I think this this year is is when we figure out what Russell Wilson really is, and if he can't cut it this year, he's done. I don't think, I don't even think he's in the league next year. Like unless a team wants to take a chance on him as a backup. But if he can't cut it this year, he I, he's he might be completely done. And I think they owe him a lot. Of- yes, they do. So Need to see it, but yeah, I mean, those rankings are cool and so you got to take them, some of them with a grain of salt, right? Cause like I said, the, the Deshaun Watson at the very bottom of the pyramid in super hell, it's like, okay. Like I said, he could very well be a top 10 quarterback this year. He has fucking talented. He's only 28 years old. I feel like he's been leased so much longer for only being 28. I know. When you get drafted when he was like 21. 
might've been right. If he's, this is his seventh or eighth year in the league. It's more than that. Wait, how old is he? He's only like 28 or 29. He can't be. He cannot be. He was drafted in 2012. He's got to be 32. No, he was born in 1995. He's 27 years old. He'll be 28 in like four weeks, three weeks. Russell Wilson? No, no Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Oh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. No shit, huh? 17. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah no, he Russell, was Russell Wilson is 17. Like, yeah, Russell Wilson's like 32, 33. Yeah. They yeah. said Wilson, not Watson. I'm like, am I fucking missing something here? No, 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 no. I said Deshaun Watson could be a top 10 quarterback this year, despite whoever had did that ranking, putting him dead last on the list. So you got a final thought or sorry. Do you have more to that final thought before we go to Bob? No, that's it. All right. Scratch man. So played yesterday with uh, someone that lives in Charlestown and he said, again, I don't know how this route works because he's, he goes, I was going to get gas driving through Somerville again. Don't know how that one works, but whatever. And he's like, yeah, I actually got pulled over before I even like got on the way. He goes, it was, I don't know what the road was, but I think, um, there, I think a median does run through it. So someone was crossing or almost ready to cross on the other side from where he was coming and there's a median, whatever. So the person's like way the hell over there. He doesn't stop. He goes through, gets like through the intersection and, and a guy on a mo- uh, on a motorcycle, cop on a motorcycle, points him over to the side. And he's like, you know, officer's like, did you see that pedestrian in the crosswalk? And he's like, I did, but, you know, they were kind of like on the other side. I didn't know if they were going to cross. I didn't know if they were going. And he's like, oh, well, you know, the law is if the pedestrian even starts you stop to let them through because we don't want them waiting in the median being kind of like in the middle of traffic whatever like license registration you know the whole thing kid looks back or the dude I play with looks behind him it's a fucking sting it's an undercover cop that keeps kind of like inching into the road when cars are coming and there's three officers just pulling people over no way for not stopping for the fucking crosswalk talk about petty yeah and i'm sitting there and i'm like that is by far so it took that's four officers in this like pedestrian sting operation three doing the pulling over one person going like doing like the whatever maybe it's not an officer maybe it's i don't know paid actor i don't fucking know how that works chris let us know um, <laughs> but it's four people just doing this thing operation. And I'm like, that's probably the most summerable thing you could have fucking told me. Like, that sounds like something that would be happening in Summerville. Yeah. As if you guys got nothing fucking better to do. I know. That's almost like a, uh, like a Cambridge or a Brookline move though, too. This like I could thing. see Brookline. Like, 
they're all turning into the same fucking place. Yeah, no, that's fair. Brookline had Cambridge it first. Cambridge, Brookline. <laughs> Brookline did it first. Yeah. Probably did it best, too, because if God is that place insufferable. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty fucking awful. That's pretty. So yeah, he didn't act, he didn't he didn't end up getting a ticket. He ended up getting like the warning for it. But right, he's like, yeah. He goes, he goes. I'm sitting there. He goes, I'm sitting there while the cops like running the info. He goes, and I see it happen two more times. I'm like, <laughs> it's a fucking sting. That's wild. Overtime for that too. Just disgusting. Well, that's what I mean. Is like again, if it's whether it's three or four officers. Again, I don't know if you would use a paid actor or whatever the fuck. <laughs> fucking guy is like, hey, you want to get out of your cell for a minute? Go walk across the street. <laughs> um, don't don't get hit. Uh yeah, I mean, it's like for what to give out warnings for not stopping for pedestrians? Because the other thing is you're not even ticketing these people. Right. Yeah. What's the point if you're not gonna actually write an actual ticket? Well, I mean, I understand the theory. The theory behind it is next time he sees someone kind of like start to make their way, he'll stop in the fucking crosswalk. And then what will happen is someone will come, will come up behind him, fucking slam on their brakes and fucking yeah. rip on their horn. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. That would never fly in Boston, though. Like people like walk in front of cars all the fucking time. What are we doing? Yeah. See that? See, that's my other thing. Like, again, this happens. I mean, it happens in some of fine. Like, it happens around here, too. But, like, the crosswalk thing, like, getting the crosswalk, fine. But, like, the other thing, too, is, like, head on a fucking swivel. Like, sometimes these people yeah. can't see you or whatever. Right. Or especially now, they're fucking texting, not paying attention. Yeah. Like, I see it all the time on the highway, right? Because I do I do a lot of highway driving and I'll be driving in my lane and then I see a car up in front of me and it's like starting to drift a little bit and it drifts. Yeah, I just figure they're all shit. And then it like comes back. Happens. Well, I mean, this is like 7.30 in the morning when I'm on my way to work. Tail end. <laughs> yeah. On the tail end. That's fair. Um, and then it's like, goes the other way into the the other lane a little bit and then it comes back and then by the time like I catch up to them and look I look over and the person's like this on the fucking steering wheel and I'm like oh well no shit like you're doing 75 miles an hour and you're literally not watching where you're going <laughs> not that like I've never texted and drove before obviously I have but like if I'm on the highway it's going to be a quick like okay Sounds good. Like, I'm not going to sit there and write a fucking thesis on like how I'm feeling that day when I'm doing fucking 75 miles an hour in the middle of a highway. Right. Like, I, I feel like that's just common sense. Common Again, sense is not so common. Yeah, exactly. But, um, all right. So, my final thought is. Uh, I'm going to try and abbreviate it, but I think it is interesting. I'm not going to go into like the whole story, obviously, because we've gone like an hour and a half at this point, but um, the, you well, no, West Virginia University, I almost called it the University of West Virginia. It's not it. It's uh, West Virginia University, go Mountaineers. They have decided to cut 
32 majors out of the college, right? So some people are like, wow, that kind of sounds like a lot. Yeah, it does. It does, right? Like 32 majors, like that sounds like a lot of majors to get rid of at a college. But you want to know how many majors WVU has that they offer? It's got to be like 50. What'd you say? 150? <laughs> 338. <laughs> Jesus. So Seems they like are too many majors. Yeah. So they're cutting less than 10% of their classes. It's like nine and some nine and change percent, right? 32 out of 338. So they're getting rid of 32 of them and they're firing 70% of their staff. Uh, why, you might ask? Well, they have, uh, they're encountering some budgetary issues right now. Uh, so they hired a new dean, I think, or president, right? Who's the person? Yeah, the president. Um, Dr. Elwood Gordon Gee, which is a fucking loser name. I also see a picture of him and he's wearing like a, a blue and yellow bow tie. So definitely Sounds a loser. Like a yeah, definitely a loser. But he's the type of guy that like, when businesses need to like hire a new CEO to like go through some sort of transition in their company, whether they're like about to merge with another company or they're about to like break off all their assets and like sell them off. Like this is the guy to bring in because his resume is for Dr. Elwood Gordon Gee. Um, he previously served as the president at Ohio State, Vanderbilt, Brown and Colorado all colleges that he's been at, he's provided budget cuts and cut departments and done all this stuff. So this guy's the fucking slasher. Like you bring this guy in as the president of your college to just start making fucking cuts because shit's not working. Um, so apparently this guy loves it. But but yeah, so West Virginia University got rid of 32 of its 338 majors. Um, it proposed cutting the entire world language department <laughs> um, a master's degree in creative writing and a doctoral degree in mathematics. So, I mean, I don't hate that, right? Like who the fuck needs a doctorate degree in mathematics, right? Also, like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know when this happened, right? Because we grew up in it, right? And part of it and, you know, part of the, the college machine. But I'd be really interested to know when colleges went from their like specifically known for things to like general, we offer 338 majors, right? Like, because so all three of us, obviously we all went to Bridgewater State University, and for the longest time, Bridgewater State University was known as the teacher college, right? Like you went to Bridgewater if you wanted to be a teacher because it had one of the best education programs in the state. Um, so that's where you went. Then there was like a little pocket of time that was like mostly before we got there, but a little bit while we were there and certainly not anymore, where the exercise science department was renowned for being very good, which obviously Dats, you and I majored in, uh, like big dum-dums. But then now, like, I'd be curious to see how many, how many 
degrees or how many whatever majors that's the word that uh that they offer right like when did colleges go from offering like 75 majors to like 350 right because obviously that's a cash grab right like if you have a school that offers like 75 to maybe 100 majors and like you know most of them are pretty solid then you have a school that's like, oh, well, you know what? If we offer this, what is this called? Oh, creative writing. Yeah, if we just create this major, we'll get more people to come here and then we'll make more money, right? So like, I am all for cutting through this fucking college bullshit and getting rid of these stupid ass majors. Not all together, right? Like, which is fine. Creative writing, it's fucking retarded, right? It's, it's, more retarded than exercise science. But does every single fucking college in the country need to offer a creative writing major? No, the answer yes. is no. No, they have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they must. Equality. Every single one has to. Yeah. But it's like, maybe you have like a couple here and there, right? Like just have the college that's known for creative writing. Maybe, right? Like maybe... U Maryland is the the creative writing college, right? Like, why can't we just go back to the way that things were for like no through like the 70s and the 80s and the 90s? Nope. Nope. So I'm just looking up their website right now. They're doubling up on shit. So when you're when we were in school, uh, if you want to be like an editor or whatever, you you did you majored in communications, right? Right. So now uh, yeah, right. So now it's professional writing and editing on top of a different communication major. They're just double up and up, double up and triple up. And shit. Yeah, all these can just can be combined. Yeah, they're they're breaking it off to get more money from people, right? They're like, oh, well, you could come major in journalistic research and studies with a concentration in editorial design. Or some bullshit like that. And it's like, or you could just go to school for fucking communications, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe that. Maybe you can major in communications with a minor in journalism. Like, why do you need have this fucking retard, all these stupid things that all mean the same thing? You'll like this. They have a major esports, business, and entertainment. <laughs> see, the emphasis see, these these all sound like concentrations to me. They don't sound like majors. No, this is from their majors website. They're oddly specific. Yeah. They're all majors. With like different like concentrations and stuff, like areas of emphasis and all this crap. So if those are the majors, what are the fucking concentrations? Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> So the communication studies is areas of emphasis, health communication, integrated communication, interpersonal communication, social media communication, technology, or strategic and organizational. So you have there's two fucking months, 17 majors that mean there's the same thing. And then there's eight concentrations within those 17 majors. You know what I mean? Like all the different permutations that you can make. Why? Right? Like I said, Major in communications with a minor in journalism. There you go. Be on your way. Right now you can go be a journalist or an editor or 
whatever the fuck you want to do. Right. Like I, it's just makes no sense to me. Like I said, I'm all for this. If this is going to happen because, uh, where I was reading it, um, which was from the, the Roka news app, shout out to those guys. Um, they're talking about colleges all across the country are have income problems, right? Like they're, their money the coming fuck in. Fuck! Do these colleges have income problems? Because enroll, that is that enrollment not be fucking right. Enrollment is down across the country because after COVID, people either didn't go back to college or they decided they weren't going to go to college. So, like, we're in the very, very beginning stages of the shift where people are potentially going to shift back into the trades, right? Um, very, like super early. Like we're probably at least 10 years away from like, you know, seeing college numbers where they were in, you know, the mid 2000s, right? Or early 2000s. Because we we were in that, you know, the, the late 2000s to the 2010s where it was when we were in school, it was if you don't go to college, you're a loser. Basically, was what we were told, right? So, if you go back to like the '90s, I think it probably started in the late '90s and early 2000s. Was that? Oh, if you don't go to college, what are you going to do with your life? You're going to be a fucking loser. Um, so I think we're probably like maybe 10 years away from from swinging it back the other way. Um, but I like this because everyone knows how I feel about the education system and how fucked up it is and how I think it's stupid and needs massive reform. Uh, so if colleges have less people going and they have less money coming in, this is on average too, right? This isn't like every college across the country. It's not uniform, but it's becoming a, a bigger problem for colleges on average that their enrollment is down. Um, good. I say good. Fix your fucking shit, right? You don't need to offer a major in uh, gender studies with a minor in why men are misogynist with a concentration in uh, fucking fallopian tubes, right? Like to go out and not get a job or get a job making like 35 grand a year and you're $70,000 in debt, right? Like you don't need that major. There's no ROI. And we're starting to get into that like free market, like correction right now, because we've just spent the last two decades, essentially sending people to college to learn things that they're not making enough money to pay off their college for. So people are like, well, why did I go to college at all? So now, like I said, it's starting the wheel of change, um, which I think we're probably, like I said, at least another decade, if not two decades away from going back to the, why don't you learn a fucking skill? Or if you're going to go to college, major in something that's fucking useful, right? So, yeah, that's it. And that's all I got to say about that. Uh, so thank you all for watching. If you're on YouTube, 
Uh, don't forget to subscribe, hit that button up top. Uh, tell everybody you know about the show. Uh, if you're an audio-only guy, you can still subscribe uh, wherever you're listening. Uh, and you can leave five stars and a review on Apple and Spotify. You can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. Twitter is Sarcasm underscore Speaks. The Facebook is Sarcasm Speaks. The website is SarcasmSpeaks.com. You go to the merch store, buy some merch. You can get one of those really cool coasters that Jones is holding up right there. Uh, and then you can go buy some shit from our sponsors, like mybookie.com. Although you're not really buying anything from them, doesn't matter. Give them money, they give us money. That's how this works. Um, you can use the promo code SarcasmPod to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks at mybookie.com. Uh, and then if you uh, you can't sleep because you're you're stressed out from all your bets, you can go to noonbrew.com. And uh, use our promo code over there. Again, it's in the show notes. Uh, and you'll get $10 off. Uh, no, sorry, 10% off every single time you check out at noonbrew.com. The next uh, link code, what have you, is for $10 off. And that's at um, the pod company, the Ice Pod. Yeah, their website is thepodcompany.co. Uh, it's the Ice Pod. So you can get a. Uh, ice bath, a portable ice bath uh, that I use pretty frequently that I purchased myself. Uh, you can use our promo code there and you'll get 10, per, 10 bucks off, $10 off. Jeez, I got to get the, the dollars and the percents right. Uh, maybe I could use a PhD in mathematics. Probably not, but. Uh, so I think that is it. So that's going to do it for us. Uh, until next time, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.